Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to Victor at VictorJM.com. That's Victor at VictorJM.com. John from New York City asks, with states, cities, and towns possibly being under financial pressure due to decreased business during the pandemic, how would you underwrite for purchase a multifamily asset? How much of the increased tax can be passed along in a rental increase? Well, John, this is a great question. If you look at most cities, they get their cash from one of several places. Number one, property taxes. Number two, service fees. Number three, other levels of government. Or number four, by borrowing. Despite the pandemic, I don't expect property tax collections to go down very much. There may be some short-term cash flow problems because some will pay late, but eventually the city will get their money on their property taxes. Whether it means a tax lien on a property or an outright tax sale, the city will eventually get their money. A drop in property values across the board can affect the amount of property tax collected because the tax rate is calculated as a percentage of the assessed value of the property in most communities. But I don't anticipate a significant drop in property values, at least not in the near term. Service fees are the area that have been hit the hardest during the pandemic. Service fees include everything from the revenue collected when someone rents a meeting room for an event, to paying parking tickets, or library fines. This is where the cities have experienced the most impact during the pandemic, and it's also the area where cities have had to reduce staff. You don't need to hire lifeguards if swimming pools are closed for the year. Transfers from other levels of government have been largely unaffected And there is discussion about transfers from the upper levels of government to municipalities, although in many cases that hasn't been fully consummated yet. Borrowing is restricted to capital projects in most cities. Most states and provinces have provisions in place that prohibit cities from borrowing money to fund day-to-day operations. The only way to cover the shortfall is either to raise property taxes or to beg for another level of government to give the city more money. How each city will deal with the problem will vary from one community to another. Nashville, Tennessee increased their property taxes by 34% in their most recent budget passed earlier this summer. Hopefully the property tax increases are not that high across the municipalities all over North America. The real problem, which your question refers to, is how can you pass on these costs to tenants and recover some or all of the lost income due to higher taxes? Some jurisdictions have rent controls. Where you're from in New York City, they're famous for their complex web of rent control regulations. And where I live in Ontario, Canada, the province limited rent increases to 0% for this year, arguing that the pandemic has caused enough pain for tenants. In most communities, property taxes, electric utilities, insurance, water have all increased rates this past year, and a 0% rent increase is basically legislating landlords to lose money. When you layer on top of that, when you layer more term on evictions on top of rent controls and higher economic vacancy during the pandemic, it's a real problem for landlords. Some markets are experiencing rent growth during the pandemic, but markets like New York City, which recently hit historically high vacancy rates, have seen a drop in rents. And even if a property is not rent controlled, it's likely that the drop in rental rates in those markets makes the prospect of increasing rents to recover higher property taxes a practical impossibility. The second half of 2020 and the first half of 2021 are going to see a wave of losses, bankruptcies, and foreclosures starting to hit the market. So, Back to your question, which is how to underwrite a new project. When there's uncertainty, you need to build safety into the project. That means increasing the debt coverage ratio to ensure you have a higher profit margin and lower debt service. 
That means reducing leverage to a lower loan-to-value ratio. Now, most lenders require debt coverage of 1.2 as a minimum. So let's look at a simple example. Let's say that your project generates $120,000 a year in profit before debt service. In that scenario, with a debt coverage of 1.2, you'd have $100,000 in debt service and $20,000 in free cash flow. But that's the minimum your lender would allow, and it doesn't leave much margin for things to go wrong. For example, if your property taxes went up, say $10,000, and your occupancy dropped, and you had some unplanned maintenance, you could find yourself very quickly in a negative cash flow situation. I would urge you to borrow a little less money and bring more equity to the table. You might lower your borrowing from an 80% loan-to-value ratio to something lower, like maybe 65 or 70% loan-to-value. You'd want to target a higher debt coverage ratio like 1.5. In that scenario, you might take that same $120,000 profit and target $80,000 of that to go towards debt service and $40,000 in free cash flow. The stronger cash flow on paper makes the project more resilient towards surprises that might come up. These surprises can come from any of a number of areas, not just property taxes. You might have a drop in occupancy. You might experience economic vacancy whereby tenants are still occupying your units but not paying rent, and you can't evict under a moratorium. You might face a maintenance issue. You could need that extra buffer. In our projects, we're targeting higher debt coverage ratios above the minimums in order to bring that extra level of safety into the projects. I want to thank you, Jonathan, for a great question. For the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.